alike. Welcome in to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. So this week, we have a very special live stream episode for y'all. This was something that we did on Twitch. It was recorded live with our Twitch audience. And we were also joined by, of course, the incredibly talented and charming Dee Bradley Baker. And you might notice that it sounds a little different than what you're used to, but I have to say it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And a little embarrassing. And a little embarrassing. (laughs) You guys definitely are going to enjoy what's about to happen. Let's just say it that way. We know what you're in for right now, and let's just say stay with it because it is embarrassing to us. And speaking of other fun times, last week we got to know some freedom fighters, hang in some Lost Boys-esque tree houses, and meet a character that was so iconic, his name alone was the episode title, Jet. And we got to catch up with Crawford Wilson who played him. So awesome. So awesome. All right. We've teased it out enough, I think. Here we are going to bring in our special guest. We are so thrilled to be joined by our friend and, dare I say, colleague today because it makes us all sound very smart and cool. He is such a legend in our industry. He almost needs no introduction. And honestly, if we gave him the introduction he deserves, we would just never stop introducing him. We would just do that forever because he's responsible for so many voices you hear in animation and beyond. Friends, please join us in welcoming the wonderful and marvelous Dee Bradley Baker. Hey, you guys. Dee Bradley Baker. Hey, Twitch world. I'm hearing a plot. I hear a plot. I'm applauding. I hear it. Oh, Dee. Dee, I I don't know if if the people at home can see, but I'm wearing my baby Appa shirt in your honor. Oh, how sweet. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I I love merchandise. It always always makes me optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) yeah guess what avatar's doing just fine there's plenty of merch out there because the show is doing better than ever and this is something that both of you recorded so many years ago and yet for some people it's like totally new and fresh because they're just seeing it for the first time so well something that's so good doesn't get old and um and it and the enthusiasm for this world and and the this beautiful iteration of it um that Mike and Brian uh, oversaw and, and created, it just, it springs eternal. It's just, it's such a, it's a fantastic thing for, for people who've seen it to watch again and again. And it's also so, um, so fun to discover afresh with new children and, and with your family. It's just, it'll never go away. We've talked a lot, obviously, about your experience, Bosco, but I can't remember how it overlapped with D and with him doing these amazing and extraordinary voices. Um, do you guys, re- did, did you meet back then? I mean, were you in the same booth together or was D coming in in post and you wouldn't necessarily cross paths? D would come in in post. I, it feels like as I started voiceover work d was always around like i would see him in different studios and because he's like on everything you know and definitely for this show and then uh and then you're going to comic-con also d is just kind of like one of those things to me like not only is an amazing voice actor and is in everything he's also very knowledgeable about the world and even about the, the politics of, of voice acting and, and kind of is always there for advice about what's going on and He's just kind of like, you know, someone I've always asked advice from or asked his point of view on certain things because, D, you're very kind of like in tune of what's going on, not just on the creative side, but also on the business aspects of what's going on in the voice acting world. I, I've really insinuated myself into into <laughs> voice acting quite quite effectively. <laughs> yeah, you're so ubiquitous now, and the way uh, Bosco describes it, it's almost like you were just always there. You were just this sort of this presence, this presence who was always there in voiceover. But oh, well, you that's, weren't that's always nice. there. So how did that happen? Well, how did you? How did you? You get know, here? It, it actually was gradual. Uh, it took me. Uh, it took me two or three years to start booking stuff uh, regularly in, in, in Hollywood. Once I got out there at in the end of '93. Where'd you come from originally? I um I came from I I lived in a state of denial actually for. No, oh, okay. I came from. I've been uh, there. I started good, good, in nice place. Started in Indiana, grew up in Colorado, and then um, spent spent a few years in Orlando before uh, I I uh, got my first break. I would call it uh, doing Legends of the Hidden Temple, the Nickelodeon game show way back then, which some of you may remember, and that yeah, got me going out into Hollywood thinking. Well, um, I'd like to do, I'd like to do voiceovers, but maybe I could do on camera. I don't really know how it's going to go, and so uh, my wife and I came out to Los Angeles because we were unencumbered by life otherwise, and um, started it up. And it, voiceovers was the most amount of fun for the 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 least amount of work. 
and, and the least amount of effort and and um, and the most amount of money, I guess, <laughs> compared to on camera, <laughs> which is more of a slog and not as much variety. It's not as much fun. And so I finally kind of uh, pulled the plug on a- on with on camera and devoted myself to just voiceovers, which started out as being kind of um, comedic, high energy stuff to start, you know, like with angry beavers and that kind of stuff. Um, but then gradually I could kind of branched out into doing creature stuff and then more straight ahead stuff, uh, as well. Um, like, like Tarlock, for instance, is a, is a pretty straight ahead guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, he really is. You would never know that that's the same voice as so many of our creatures on the show. Good. That's, All that's what them. I want. I, I really don't want anyone thinking about me when I do anything. I don't, I want to be an invisible, uh, aspect to the storytelling. So that. That's fine with me. I, I have no problem with the anonymity. In fact, it's it's my goal is to not just do a good job and to solve the solve whatever the project needs. But I, I, I want to be invisible. I, I want to be an invisible aspect of the solution. Then I guess it really does make sense that you didn't want to be on camera because you basically are describing the polar opposite of of going and sitting in makeup and then going and getting yeah. on camera. And yeah, I love it's that. A lo- it's a lot of effort and a lot of time that I'd rather be spent. I'd, I'd rather be spending it having fun, which yeah. is making the show with, you know, with with the voluntary family that is acting, uh, and and making something cool. That's that's the part that I like that I that I care about. I really don't care if people. <laughs> I don't want them to. I, it's like I want to go buy a rutabaga and not be hassled. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it. it, it what about less, just someone hassling you for buying a rutabaga? <laughs> That I'm okay with. That 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 I'm cool with because I can usually get out of that pretty easily. But uh, fair. It's but I'm I'm okay with just showing up at a convention and sometimes people recognize me there and sometimes not. But other than that, I just don't I I don't I don't need the 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 audience or the fans or the fame or any of that. Um, yeah. I'm fine with it. I don't I don't um, I, I I don't bristle at it. But it's just not it's not really a goal in terms of my quality of life. But will you tell everyone what you were telling Dante and me before we started streaming about being a certain character in a certain oh. amusement park? Cause yeah, well, when I was in Orlando uh, back around 1990, back in the old days, um, <laughs> I was the first walk around Beetlejuice at Universal Studios in 1990 when they opened up. <laughs> so uh, during wild. the day, I do, uh, I do sketch comedy shows, squeaky clean Disney sketch comedy shows during the day. And then at night, I would don the Beetlejuice makeup and this trench coat, which I would slather with fish. And then I would dumpster dive as Beetlejuice and harass people who, uh, who, who were the guests at Universal Studios, which was great fun. It was such fun. <laughs> Did they ask you're me? a method. You're a method actor. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Well, yeah. Were they like, please, please, do you please stop smearing yourself with fish? We never no, asked you to do that. No, they loved it. <laughs> it's only the elderly that don't laugh with Beetlejuice, but everybody else is totally cool with being harassed. They invite it. They, in, they, they invite being harassed by Beetlejuice. They love it. You do. <laughs> That's crazy. That was a spot on voice. You did, you did, you did a Beetlejuice and it was. Hey, come over here. So, uh, what, what do you say? Are you actually taking this guy or what? Come on, come on. Let's, let's take a picture. Take your time. Though. You know, it's, it's. He's Classic very, Keaton. Classic very, Keaton. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun character to be. I I like being that kind of a. I mean, in a way, he's not really human. He's 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 beyond human. He's almost like a, like a Daffy Duck or just this this chaotic, um, presence that doesn't really triumph, and I I like being that. There's something in my my uptightness that is fulfilled by being. The weird like that, uh, you know, that I think that's part of why I, I get along well with doing creatures and animals. There's a freedom and an authenticity and an honesty to to an animal. Right. It's like a child. You know, there's just no there's no BS. It's utterly honest. What whatever is being said or whatever is being communicated. And um, and that as an actor is interesting because um, that's that's really what I do. I mean, you know, whether I'm doing Beetlejuice or whether I'm being Tarlock or whether I'm doing Appa or Momo or a creature or an animal of any kind is that it's all acting to me. It's not it's not doing sound effects. It's not doing mm. sounds. It's not about that. Those have to be explored like it's like you're you're exploring the different instruments in an orchestra. But in order to play it, then you've got to be the musician, just like for me, you've got to be an actor to make those things useful in storytelling, to make it connect and with the story and 
and, and communicate the intent and the subtext of, of what is happening with, uh, in, visually speaking. You know, the acting and the communication of it, of course, is amazing. How did you get there? Well, I, I stumbled into it, uh, slow motion. Uh, really, my, my career and what I do um, kind of happened to me. It sort of found me in a, in a non-linear way. And, um, I mean, throughout my life, I liked animals. When I was a kid, I always had, you know, snakes and salamanders and Venus flytraps and sea monkeys and leeches and baby um, catfish <laughs> uh, in this tank next to my bed. And I liked animals, right? And then I also liked monster movies. I liked um, sci-fi, fantasy, everything from Planet of the Apes and Star Trek, um, which I'm now in. Uh, I'm actually in some Star Trek now, which is very exciting for me. And, uh, and so I liked that. I li and I thought, I never thought acting was a career. I thought that was a hobby because I grew up in Colorado. And it's like, how, how, how do you have a career as this? How do you have a life as that? So I, I had this kind of practical antenna that I think I can, I can thank my, um, my, my Hoosier teacher parents for. But they, uh, but in any case, so I, 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 I studied things and I did things that I liked, that I found interesting. And I was always, uh, especially once I got into high school, I was creating a lot. I was always doing plays and, and live performing like that. But I was also making stuff, stuff that I thought was funny or interesting, you know, making comedy sketch movies with my friends in high school and audio tapes, uh, sketches with friends in college, as well as doing, you know, I've started doing stand-up and improv. But again, not, not with an angle for a career, but just because it was fun and I liked doing it. And the way it played out for me was that sometimes when you do this, it's fun, but there's no money. And sometimes when you do that, it's no fun, but there's money. And sometimes when you do this, it's fun and there's money. <laughs> And so what I did is I went with the last of those three <laughs> and gradually it kind of found me in it, that it's like, oh, well, yeah, I can do live performing. I like doing comedy. I like doing characters. Oh, I like doing voiceovers, actually. Voiceovers is kind of a good fit for me. And then once I got out to Los Angeles, it's like, oh, they like doing, they like weird stuff. They need monsters and a pet dog and, you know, a robotic ostrich or whatever. And it's like, I, I, I have no... I, I, I have no vanity left, you know, after doing children's theater and stand-up comedy, it's like, I really don't care. I'll, I'm going to, in fact, I want to go for the weird stuff, the fun stuff. Um, and so I started kind of working on animal sounds and trying to expand my repertoire of, of sounds that I could use expressively as an actor. And the more I did that, the more I worked doing that wow. until it hmm. kind of clarified into a specialty of what I do. It's about half of what I do is the weird stuff. I, I would just call it the weird stuff. I mean, you know, if you see if you see the Suicide Squad right now, I'm Sebastian the Rat and all the rest of the rats. Yes, you are. I'm the rats. <laughs> They're so cute. And there's, um, there's other stuff coming down the pike, too, um, but um, including the, the new Star Trek series uh, where I, I play a blob. And um, and I love you've given too much away. I, you've already given too much I, away. I, I, I've said too much. I've said too much. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I kind of gradually found it. I, I was I was lucky not to be in a mindset where I tried to specialize too early in my life. Uh, I think sometimes that can work where you say, I know what I want to be and I'm going to become that as as quickly and early as possible in my life. But I think for the most part, whatever you think it is that you that you want to do and whoever it is you think you are, you've actually got a lot of excavation and a lot of self-discovery yet. And it's it's going to it's going to be probably a, a right. not you're going to arrive at a place that you never thought. And it's going to go very differently from what you thought. It's going to go in an improvisational way. Life unfolds yeah. uh, in an improvisational way. And I think if you're open to that, which happily I was, um, and I also had some really good uh, improv experience and training with SAC Theater in, or in Orlando with the likes of Wayne Brady and such. Uh, really brilliant, confident uh, improvisers. And I, it's like, oh, that's how you do that. I see what that is. I mean, you're each really good at that in a way that's intimidating to me. 
because this is your version of it, and I need to find my version. That's what you do, is you don't, you, 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 you hang out with other performers who are better than you are, who are more confident and further along, and you realize um, you, you, you gain sustenance uh, from their confidence and their ability without caving into the, oh, I can't mm-hmm. do that. Oh, that, that's, that's intimidating to me. But because you find right. your own fire, your own, your own flame, and you follow that. And that's the secret uh, for somebody who's got the talent for that, which not everybody does. It's so, that's such a, yeah. I love that. I love his Midwestern perspective and practicality <laughs> looking at the art. I'm like, yeah. Hoosiers. Oh, Indiana. Hoosiers, baby. Yeah. I love the way you look at it. Maybe I, <laughs> the Hoosier so babies. You, so you had been in L.A. for, what, like a little over 10 years when Avatar started casting and stuff? Yeah. Did you, was that, were you, I mean, was it a thing where you got an audition and yeah. there were, yeah. it's hard for me to imagine, and this is all due respect to all the other wonderful voice actors who do creature sounds, but I haven't met any of them because I know D. you're the one that I always yeah, work with. Yeah, there's a few. Um, but you know, is it was it like here you go? This is this is what we need. Yep. We're looking for this creature. You saw a picture of yep. Appa, and from from the jump, and you had to go. All right, well, yeah, yeah. That's this doesn't this creature doesn't exist. So I have to really use my creativity. Yeah. No, that's that that's the fun and the challenge of it. I remember auditioning for um, for Momo in particular. I was in my garage in Burbank, California, and I remember looking at a sheet. It had a it had a, a drawing or rendering of it. And just a basic description. It's like, yep, I, I know I, I, I can do sounds like that that I think work. And I, and I did. And they, they liked it. And it was, um, I don't know if I'd worked with Andrea Romano, our voice director, before that. She was kind of the last uh, voice director. It, it took me a while for her to know of me or to notice me because a lot of what she was doing um, was either like with, I think, like Animaniacs which had a really strong, versatile cast, um, and they didn't need me. <laughs> it's like, I've got that skill set, but they got it covered in spades. Or the superhero <laughs> stuff, which was more straight ahead, uh, which wasn't really what my default was, and it wasn't how I thought of myself. A lot of it is, I think a lot of, uh, of, an, of, a, of an artist's journey, or maybe a human journey, is, is how do you think of yourself, you know? And, and then once you find, say, a default that works, so to speak, is that all you are? Is that all there is? If you believe that, if you see that, that will be the case, that you will never get further than that. And so happily, um, I, I found ways for, uh, out from my default to do the weird stuff, to do the straight-ahead stuff, to do a whole range of stuff that I never would have thought of myself capable of. Uh, and so part of that, I think that the uh, getting back around to it in my own long winded way is that um, I, I don't think I don't think Andrea Romano knew of me or recognized me because I didn't know of me or recognize me. And so that's was, I think, my takeaway from that. Very Zen. Very Zen. <laughs> D. Absolutely. And I will say, too, that, you know, you give yourself a hard time for for talking about this. But this is exactly what people are looking for and want and you know and I, now I'm chiding you and you know that D you know that because in doing these conventions and in being available to people at conventions and beyond you have the same experience that people like Dante and I have which is people are really interested in becoming involved in voiceover um, perhaps for all the reasons that you've described you know it's it's a very different beast than doing on-camera stuff and it has uh, an anonymity to it that's kind of delicious Uh, and so even sometimes really shy people who we meet at comic cons are sort of like this is I love this and this feels like a a way I could express myself and Mm -hmm. not necessarily be self-conscious about and so you started a website that now your peers also use as a resource I want to be yeah. a voice actor.com. I mean, I must talk about that website to fans and others at I least I literally once a week. just gave it to two people at the last con this last week, and I was at, in Atlanta. I was like, you need to Google D. Bradley Baker and go to I want to be a voice actor.com. It's going oh, to good. answer everything you need to know. I mean, you are, you've become an encyclopedia for, for your peer, for your friends that everyone asks us questions for 100%. 
Barney. Well, 100%. it started from very selfish motivations. <laughs> Where it's cause oh, good. Because everybody gets asked that question, as you know. And then if you're going to give an honest answer, it's going to take like an hour or two to kind of unpack that for yeah. everybody who asks. And, and for me, it's just like, look, I, I, I don't have two hours to talk this to anybody who wants to know. Because uh, most people, they're just mildly curious or they don't have any talent. But there are some that are more than curious and that have good talent. And, and so it's like, well, and how do I know? I don't know wh- wh- what, what anybody is. So the best way to get this information out is to make a website. And so I just put it out there without really thinking of it. But I just listened, I, I just read, um, listened through Mark Andreessen's book, Free, which is about mm. the free economy of giving things away as we shifted into the, um, the Internet age. And, um, and, and that was about that time where it's like, you know, I, I could monetize this, but, or like write a book or something like that. But I, I'm earning a living doing what I like as voice actor and I don't want to mess with publishing or I, I'm just going to give this away. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to put out everything that I think so I can be the blowhard that I am and and be this (laughs) know-it-all expert, you know, and, and, and I can do it on my terms I can say whatever I want, and nobody can control me because I derive no monetary benefit from it whatsoever. This is perfect. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and, so, and so I created my I want to be a voice actor.com, uh, starting with just you know a few pages, uh, little bullet points, and it just continued on. So it's, I continually add to it. I keep refining it. And um, most people who go there, I, I think, probably look at it and just go, oh, God, this is just so much to read. Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm going to It's a reference. Be a it's it's a reference. <laughs> it's like a reference book for all of us. Well, like good. an encyclopedia almost. Yeah. I hope so. I I hope uh because I've I, I mean, look, I I I've had a lot of experience doing a variety of performing in my life. I haven't done everything. Uh I'm not a trained actor. Um You were I've Beetlejuice. Had, I was Beetlejuice by gosh. And, and but I've done a lot of different kinds of performing. And uh, a lot of voice actors, if you ask any voice actor, you know, where did you think this was going to go in your life or how did you become this? And everyone's going to say something different. Some are trained, some are musicians, some are comedians, some come from improv, some come from, you know, a a whole mishmash of things. Uh, Some things not necessarily even related to acting. So it can go a lot of different ways. And I've I've tasted a lot of those soups. So it's like, well, I'm going to lay out everything that I've seen. (laughs) And um, and maybe that can be of help to people. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be inspiring and, and helpful to those who are right for this, because I you know, acting is not a zero sum game. Acting is fundamentally collaborative. I want yes. other good actors to compete against and to work with. That's that selfishly serves me. I want that. So I, I'm not going to keep. I'm not just going to uh, hold my cards to my chest and not tell anyone else how to get in into the uh, the golden circle or anything like that. Because I think anybody who can, who's a, who is has the talent and the focus and the luck, uh, they can get in. They can they can start. They can make a go of it. It's going to take a while. Takes persistence and all that, but it's right. possible. And frankly, yeah. I want new people to work with. I want new people to compete against with. I want new yeah. people to beat me in auditions because it makes shows better. It makes the storytelling that we as human beings do better. And that's great. That, that, that's, that's a win for everybody. Listen, that is a major call to action for everybody watching on Twitch right now, for everyone listening to this at home. Feel free to rise to that occasion and jump in and let's start beating D. Bradley Baker out <laughs> of all these roles. Get them out of here. Just be, become well, yourself and have fun. That's what I, I, I follow your weirdness. There's another one. You gotta follow your yeah, weirdness. A, don't a thing don't I, try to fit in. I grew in. up in studying. That's like kind of Avatar esque. Is like uh, seek out a master, become a master, pass it yeah. on. That's the cycle. Oh, that's the cycle that we're supposed to be doing, and it's so beautiful to hear. Seek uh, out multiple just, masters. Oh yeah, so of course multiple masters. Then and kill the Buddha on. on the road. Find another master. <laughs> we forget. We forget that we're supposed to pass it on. You know, sometimes we just yeah. kind of want to hoard it for ourselves, but no, pass it on. That's, but to that's me, that's the, that's, the, that's the ethic of being an actor is, is, like I said, the voluntary family is like you want to help out everybody. It's like if, 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 this, if everybody's together telling a good story, the, the story lives 
and everybody benefits. It's not, right. I'm, I'm going to have my part of the story work and your part not so much. <laughs> it's like, no, we've all got to win. Yeah. That's, that's part of the optimism and the fun of being an actor to me right. is, is exactly Absolutely. that kind of open collaborative nature, which is, it's not as pronounced maybe in on camera. Maybe it's a little. Yeah, so I was, was going to say, I was going to tell you the same thing. In competition, the competition yeah. of art, something with our community as voiceover acting. And of course we, we all go back and forth on on screen and, and voice acting. And me and Barney talked about this in the past, somehow within the voice acting community, we're so much more collaborative and you don't take it as personal. If someone gets a job that you don't get or vice versa, whereas when we're dealing with on screen and, and your visual, it's so much more personal if you don't get the job, for, or at least it, it, the ego feels that way. So I really love being yeah. a part of the voice acting community to have more of that, and I think that should spread throughout the rest. Well, of the I think part of sure. that is is uh, is the toxicity of fame, and it's the toxicity of big yeah. money. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. two those two factors make on camera a much more fraught proposition for any creative. Uh, and, and the younger you're, the younger you are, the worse it is, um, because I think I think you should you should get involved with acting or arts. Maybe you want to become a professional, but you get into it because you love it, because it's fun, because you like the collaboration, and and you can't lose that aspect. If it all comes becomes about money, and cutthroat and competition, you lose the art, you lose the fun, and it becomes a grim success. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a grim success. That's so haunting and scary, yet so true. There's a I lot wanna, of haunting um, and scary in on camera. There's a, there's a lot of, <laughs> we want to ask the audience, what is your favorite animal? Again, revisiting that this is where we are in the series about halfway through. What's your favorite animal from the following list? Appa? Momo? Otter penguin? Or the unagi? Unagi makes unagi. me hungry. I mean, I, I have had some unagi sushi. He's Quite the only creature so far that I would actually, I'd actually sit down and eat. <laughs> we had a whole conversation with Jack DeSena about whether DeSena he, as Sokka, wanted to eat every animal or <laughs> it was just a handful. Oh, well, while we him. wait to hear from everybody, Dee, what, what is your favorite, if you had to pick a favorite from those four? Appa, Momo, Otter Penguin, or Unagi? Well, uh, let's see. I, how do I choose between Momo and Appa is my question. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a cool first. question. You met Appa first. Met Appa first. I mean, they're both kind of super dependable, intelligent, good-hearted creatures. I think uh, uh, maybe if the question is, uh, which one would I rather have around? Sure. Um, then I'm going to say, I think I'd like to have Momo hopping around my house. If it were Appa, Appa would have to sit outside much of the time, and I wouldn't be able to interact with him as much. But, but Momo is going to be hopping around my shoulder and flying around the house. True. Uh, that that sounds like fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, with that if I have to choose. That's not a bad choice. That's not a bad choice. I mean, you're right. The, the practicality of where would Appa sleep? <laughs> I've got you some space for him, but it's a big yeah. he's a big creature, and, and you got to clean up after him too. Now that I'm thinking That's of it. That's true. But, uh, I, I love that he barn. just has a, nothing but molars. He just has molars from the front to the back on oh. both levels. Just oh, me? Perfect That's square true. teeth. Perfect square <laughs> teeth. No, Appa, Appa just has He's a, he's a yeah. vegetarian, Appa. He's yeah. a vegetarian. All, You're he's, right. All day is... Yeah. Is, uh, Mama's probably plants. omnivorous. Appa is just going to chew grass and weeds and things. People are asking, who was more fun, Momo or Appa to voice? Great question. Well, Momo's more nimble, and there's a there's a wider range of stuff going on with him. So probably, oh, Momo. See, on, <laughs> he's a fun. Little I'm guy. still amazed it's when so I see it come out of your head. So when I see it come out of your head, D, I'm always like, not what? Even, it's not like he has to get in the zone or like eat a certain vegetable to like get stretched out or. It just it's just flows out. No, it's, my my creatures are right right beneath the surface. They're all there. They're right there. <laughs> and it looks and like I'm, we know the who won too, right, uh, Bosco? That's who won. Appa. Appa's the winner. Uh, oh my god. He got a standalone episode. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> is it a library in your mind all these sound all the, the characters and the sounds you like categorize somewhere in your brain? Yeah, it's Your like hard drives. It, it feels like a 
like the instruments of an orchestra, and I can see them. I can I know how they feel, and I know where they're located, and I can act. I can just reach and pick it up, and I've got it. And then I can, oh, wow. and I can mix them. Sometimes I can kind of do a MIDI mix and mix them together. And um, was there ever a, an animal on the Last Airbender that you sort of saw, and at that first moment went, "Oh boy, uh, where am I going to start with this one?" Or did it always feel more kind of organic than that? Were they always speaking to you at the same level, kind of, of feasibility? I, I don't remember anything that stumped me. Uh, I mean. Um, I, I, I usually have a strong idea of what I'm going to do. And as I remember, uh, usually uh, Mike and Brian or uh, Andrea liked what my first idea was. But sometimes they would modify that. Sometimes my first idea was not quite it. Uh, and Because sometimes, like, my performance is the thing, but then it also needs some modification or sweetening by the sound designer. And it's just sort of like this... Um, it's like sourdough starter, you know, where you've got the basic meat of it to start, but then you have someone else add seasoning and maybe pitch it mm-hmm. a little bit or maybe add some reverb or mix in another sound with it. Or, uh, you know, it, it's so I, I, I sometimes some a lot of the times, most of the time, I think it's just what I'm doing. But then other times uh, it, it's a it's a collaborative sound, I guess you'd call it. Actually, Dee, I feel like when we discussed this with Jeremy and Rishi in our music episode, it was kind of established that nobody had anything to do with the sounds that you were making. I mean, there was very little sweetening. They were very much you. Well, that's my goal um, uh, with my specialization is I want to I, I introduce not only a solution but an efficient solution. I, I want this to be the easiest and quickest possible. And if I can deliver everything in one package right now vocally, that's the most efficient. That's what everybody would want. That's what the show creators and the sound designers, everybody wants, is to get what they need quickly. And that's the value of what I bring, or a good actor brings, is that you deliver a a compelling, irresistible solution uh, or performance that's like, that's it. We don't need to do 10 takes. We don't need to do 20 takes. We do maybe one take or two, and we got it. That's what you want, and that's that's why you pay for um, to have a union. The big actor. bucks, the well, big bucks. <laughs> well, it's it, you know it's not small change, um, but I mean for us it's mostly scale union scale, which is minimum. Um, but it's um, but it's not small amount of money, and I'm I'm still aware of it. I mean, even though most of my work as a voice actor is scale, still it it is for voice acting. That's part of a one of the characteristics of the career, but. Even even with that, you want to deliver the best that you can as efficiently and, and as possible. I'm excited to, for us to deliver the best that we can. I feel like it's time for... Is it I'm, time? I don't know why I'm preparing my hair. Like, I need to slick it down as if I'm getting about to get really serious about what's about to happen. But, D, would you be open to picking some animals, maybe like four animals that you can try and teach Dante and I? I can't even get through it without laughing. It's going to be so bad. I'm reading this in our notes here, and I'm like, what are we doing? Why are oh, we doing that's this? That's on you, buddy. If you didn't know that I was planning I, on making D <laughs> teach us how to do more. Well, I mean, obviously, D. So, favorite animals out, you know, outside of Momo and Appa, like you did all the animals. Any any animals that kind of stick out to you that you really liked, and then maybe you can teach us. I like or try those to kind teach of teach um, us one or two of those things. I love what are they it. called? It's like a. Because I ain't doing no thing. Momo or Appa. I ain't doing okay. no Momo. I'm not messing with <laughs> well, Momo, right. Appa. You don't we get do, to we, decide that. D has to tell us we, what we're we going to do. We ain't going to be doing those then. Okay. Um, we okay. could. Uh, oh, you got lucky. <laughs> how about those? What? The, it's like these two-legged horse things, right? You remember those? That oh, people yeah. would ride around on a lot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Anybody, like anybody at home want to uh, name that animal? What are those called? It's like a horse ostrich or something. Well, every every animal is like a hybrid. close. Yep. In, in, yep. In, in the universe yeah. of, of it might be like a horse ostrich or something. Like you, you yeah, said, let's, a yeah. Horse but but can you picture let's that? It's kind of got a horsey which... head with seeming like a beak, yeah. as I remember, and then a body that's similar. It's like this, you know, Swiss Family Robinson ostrich that you can ride around on. Actually, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which, indeed. Side Guess note: what? ostrich horse. 
Side note. Thank you, everybody at home. Right. Okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Side note, it's fascinating to watch, uh, you know, an old movie like Swiss Family Robinson where they made the actors actually ride on an ostrich. I know. <laughs> which these days you, you would never, ever do. But it's like, oh, he's really doing that stunt. The dad is actually <laughs> on a rope and, and going over the, the, the waterfall, and the kid is yeah. actually riding an ostrich. It's like, wow. That's, uh, uh Just hold on. Yeah. Just hold on. Yeah. All right, so the yeah. uh, so the the, ho- the ostrich horse. <laughs> it's oh, no. a, I do that with an inhale, which is a okay. So, ba- basically, if you want to get down to the the very basics of animal um, utterances, there's either ex. I, I break it down. One way to break it down is inhales and exhales. So okay, okay. you know, with growls and things, it's a ha ha so that's, I'm using a lot of the throat, not just the voice. If you just use the voice, you'll be coughing like you're doing, <laughs> and it hurts. Yeah, that's and wrong. That Don't do that. You want to do it in a way that doesn't hurt yourself, but it, it gives the expression. And one way to do that is to put the sound into the throat, the, 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 the flesh of the throat and the mouth and the soft palate. But, but for this creature, for the ostrich horse, um, um, let's start. Let's start with the inhale, and I'll work my okay. way. I'll, I'll, let's okay. work. Let's work our way into it. <laughs> and listeners and people at home, I hope everybody is doing this with us because that will distract you from what we're doing. So feel yes. free to join in. Everybody and at in home, fact, play I along. beg you to join in. <laughs> <laughs> join us, won't you? Uh, so you start with <laughs> with with an inhale, like like a lot of people will will have like a pig or something that they can do, like a. <laughs> So I I end up kind of putting it up in my. Well, if if someone says do a pig sound, they might go, or they might go with a with an inhale, and that's how I'm doing this creature, is with. See, I'm not. Imagine that there's a there's like a place that I center the sound. Okay. And I can start here like a, or I can go lower like a. Up in my nose, and 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 then if I, I don't think I'm being very helpful, am I? <laughs> I would go oink. How about oink? Does oink I'm work? I'm around the corner right, from doing from nailing. How about, a, how about an earth pig? Maybe we can start. No, no, we're no, we're, 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 we're oh, we're doing we're, the ostrich horse. We're, 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 we're doing I'm, I'm okay. full on committed the, to ostrich give horse. Give us the final version of the ostrich horse that Dante okay. and I are going to try to do. Well, the do final version of that, as I remember, is kind of a. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing an inhale. Yes. I'm going to throw up on myself. Let's try it. Okay. It I'm ready. An inhale up, Chuck. <laughs> inhale. So you inhale. It's going in through my mouth, but I'm, like I'm a pig opening sound. up my chamber, the chamber, the secret alien chamber behind my, behind my nose. So it's a... <laughs> opening the secret tunnel to the head. The secret tunnel up in my nose. Am I doing it? Am I doing it? Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. Janet, I'm are you breathing very... in or out? <laughs> I'm breathing in, D. How oh. dare you? I have a very sensitive gag reflux, so it's not the best for creature sounds. All right. Well, you're going to have to get past that. Otherwise, the Oscar will not be able to call its friends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Okay, should right. we should we try? Okay. I have an idea. Let's go elsewhere. Well, no, no, elsewhere. let's try. Let's try. Let's let's try. Oh. Let's. Me and Jan will give one try at it, okay. and then uh, we can go elsewhere. You didn't, so, you didn't hear me trying. I want to say, ladies so and gentlemen, you. Janet, ladies and gentlemen, I present yeah. to you the ostrich horse. We're having an. <laughs> That Let was... me say, I started out off the rails, and yet somehow I derailed even more. But I was never on the rails. How can you derail when you're never on the rails to begin with? Oh, my goodness. We're All just right. showing everybody how great the high bar has been set, Dante. That's right. We can't lose. All no right. matter what, my, we're still showing how My eyes are watering from laughing right now. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, people of all the world, please welcome Dante Bosco as Ostrich Horse. 
What, what were you doing with your nose there? I was trying to bring the air you into were trying my... trying to find a nasal workaround. I was trying to get into the secret were, tunnel of my nose. You were pointing to the air so that it would know which orifice to enter? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm like a dead ostrich horse. I... Okay, well, we nailed that. So D's out of a job guys, for... He'll never do another it. ostrich horse. What's the next one that those? you're going to subject us to? Give us D? another one. Give us another one. I'm going to get the better on the next one. I promise. Okay. Uh, next up, let's go with an exhale. And um, I want to show you... I want to show you Appa. Even though you said we oh, shouldn't boy. do Appa, but, but let's do that because it, it's I'm a really sorry, interesting buddy. sound. In advance. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah, we apologize. Apologies to Appa. Sorry, Appa. So, uh, what I'm doing uh, with with Appa is I'm using a lot of the throat to make like a like a nasal inner inner nasal nasal growl that I then give more resonance to because I block my nose. So instead of a, it's a. Dante, you get to do a nose thing. Now, there, here you, Dante, gonna... you can block your nose finally. You and, just and said feel good nose. You said I go into my throat to do the nasal. It's just the mathematics got me all confused right there. <laughs> Dante, just go like this. I'm ready. Right. I'm, I'm totally I'm kind ready. of using my soft palate as a, a an artificial voice box. Like the the the, the voice the voice box is is muscles, right? And instead of using that, I'm using. The, the soft palate and and what flaps around inside behind my nose. I don't know how much that happens loose back there, but I will definitely try. Oh yeah, there's, well the soft palate's right, and and you can. Okay, good, but but you direct this kind of a growling, lower resonance up into your nose, and then you block it off. So it's like it's not just a. I'll show you the pro, the progression of it. <laughs> It's choking like, myself, G. I'm choking myself. Please poor, don't. you poor man. <laughs> I'm not even using my voice when I do that. I'm using all no. this up here to make that that low growl. Right, and then I block it off. That sounds good. Try to place it as much as you can. Up in your head, up in your sinuses, not not here and not down here, but it goes up here. That's the, that's the... I sound like Yoda's being tortured. That can't be right. I've never thought to myself, you know how Appa sounds like Yoda's being tortured. I don't know what's going on. I'm pu- I'm pu- <laughs> you guys are you guys are nailing it. You're killing it. I got some, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, Janet Thank Varney you. as Appa. Okay. I <laughs> can't even do it. No, no. That's, that's, that was not bad though. That, I mean, that's, I, I, that's I know very it, good. it was bad. <laughs> that could have been Appa's cousin that was like hanging yeah. out in the, you know. Yeah. Let me hear Appa's uh, other cousin. Let me hear Appa's this second is, uh, cousin. Appa's Filipino cousin. <laughs> that's Here right. Here we go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't laugh now. Okay, I'm not gonna laugh. <laughs> oh. oh my god, he's tired. That's the sound of genuine pity. Dee's making the sound of genuine heartfelt pity at us. It's like you're, you're it's like you're strangling yourself or you're hurting yourself. I don't want. I don't What's want you to crazy, D, is that we're recording this for people to see and it hear will live forever. Forever. What are we doing? People want to see this. I don't know. Listen, that's what editing's for. But I'm telling you right now, it's all staying in. All right, D. What's our third animal? What's our third animal? What did uh? It's the Jennifer Hale's character drove around. I think it's called a shear shoe. That's exactly what it is. Shear shoe. Yeah. I really like that animal. Yeah. And that's got a lot of snuffling and kind of growling. I feel good about this. I feel like I can snuffle. Okay, so snufflage uh, is is affected by I arch the tongue in the back, and then I I, I breathe air in in and out audibly from my puckered lips. So <laughs> I've never had to describe this before. So it's um. 
That probably looks hideous. No, it looked brilliant. So I'm, I'm not only doing kind of a... Like that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm doing just really just with my tongue. I'm not really doing it with my lungs. Mm. And then I'm also using my soft palate uh, to make growling, snorty sounds. Like... It's like it's like apnea or um, <laughs> or snoring, right? Yeah. It, it, it's 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 flapping that around. Everybody can I do don't that. Have, all I don't. We're I don't all have much access to my soft palate. I don't. Think. <laughs> well, let's. You got let's a velvet that rope between you and that soft palate that we're going to have. Me and that soft palate aren't communicating too I, I well. I want right to wake up a relationship with your soft palate. Uh, yeah, between, you between you two, between you both, yes, <laughs> you and your soft palate. Okay. So yeah, so it, it right. really uh, the soft palate uh, and and can can be used to affect some really cool snarling effects. Um, uh, that's where I'm. So yeah, I, I'm I'm touching the tip of my tongue behind the the front of my teeth, behind my front teeth. And I'm breathing in, and then if I put the back of my tongue against my soft palate, you get a like that. And you can do it both ways, both in and out. I'm choking myself again, D. Right. Well, don't. But I'm using, again, I'm using the flesh in my throat to make these horrible sounds, but not using uh, uh, my voice. Right. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going easy on myself but finding the sound in a way that still delivers a really interesting sound, but that doesn't hurt me. If, you, if I'm just using my voice for a lot of this, it would really hurt. If I do a monster, yeah. then right. it's, it's a, ah, like that, like that. But, if, it, but if, if I use the flesh of my throat and the, the resonance, I can do a, like that. Yeah. And, I'm, uh, and there's some voice in that, but a lot of it's just the, the my, my face, my the, the head okay. inside of my head. Okay, all right. Listen, we you've given us too much instruction. It's way you get, too much. You, we well, only in the sense that it's not gonna make us do it any better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so we're gonna try to that do that and then I wanna honor the chat because they definitely want to hear a cute animal. <laughs> Unless that's subjective. Some of us might think that, you know, uh, but maybe like a chittery, more of a chit. I think that's probably what they, they mean is maybe something more of a Momo type chitter because we Momo, worked, okay. yeah. worked on some snuffles. So just keep that in the back of your mind. While we do this, I'm going to introduce the world to what I can only assume is going to be one of the best sheer shoes ever done, ever. And there only has been one other one done that I know of. And that's Bring why it. he probably Bring the sheer shoe. So this Let's is go. the second one. Okay, here we go. Huh? Great. That was pretty good. good. Here comes his friend. Here comes his friend. Oh, here comes his friend. (laughs) Dante, stop snoring and wake up. Wake up and do the sound. (laughs) No vocals use. I just used soft palate. That was soft palate. That was soft palate style right there. Beautiful. Snoring is nothing. Beautiful. It's, All right. It, it it feels weird to use these parts of your voice, and especially as an actor, because you just don't you don't mess around with that stuff. But a lot of no. what I did is I would just drive around messing around with what the sounds I can make until it became familiar and in in ways that was useful to storytelling. Well, you're yeah. gonna have us close on your heels in about 15 years of us driving around trying All to right. come up with sounds. So All watch right, out! Then. In 15 years, we're coming for you, buddy. Let's end with a let's end with a fourth animal, and then we want to hear from the chat uh, which one they think Dante and I did the impersonation of the best. And uh, I can't wait to find out. And I, by the way, I expect everyone to abstain from voting because we did all of them so bad. Yes, let's and a do, cute animal. What, what cute animal? Yeah, let's do something small and sweet. Let's start with uh, it's kind of a baby sound, like a. Good. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like a little bird. And then you can add an undulating uvula to that to make it a. That's your. You know, the back. It's like gargling. Oh, I've never been good at that. Like that. It's almost like a. Yeah, it's like a. It's almost like a Wookiee thing, but it's it's small. And you just dial that in while you're making the little sound that you're that you, uh, of the baby. This water is gonna help. That's really good. Wait, that's 
Wait, that's that D. D. <laughs> that ain't me. That ain't me, Barney. That's D. <laughs> I thought it was you. I fooled you. <laughs> I'm cheating because I'm, I'm doing it as a trill with my tongue. You're trilling the front. That's fine. That, that's that can work too. Good. Now, the key to any of this is you're not making a sound. You're telling part of a story, and so there's intent. So, like, if the little creature is snuggling in, maybe it's a... So you can think of, like, a puppy or a baby while you're doing it. And if it's distressed, it can be a... So there's... So... You have in your mind an event that's happening while you're making the sound. Then it comes alive. Okay. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have Janet Varney as the... uh, What kind of animal was that? Let's call it a a squink. A squink. A squink. A squink, but the squink is um, cuddling up to its mother. Yes. There it is. That was amazing. I love that. Wonderful. I'm a squink, everyone. I'm a squink. (laughs) Well, this little Filipino squink is in danger, feeling a little bit threatened and a little worried about its safety. Oh, wow. That's a lot of different stuff going on. No, no. Hold on a second. No, we have no idea. That sounds yeah, like a, a squeak that's being threatened, but th- but I think it worked. I think it. it yeah. I think I was being threatened. I think I'm being threatened. I I heard. I'm it. I'm I'm like regressing back into acting class right now, going, yeah. oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I'm I having agree. a good time doing it. D, please also let us know which one you did the best job with. But before you do, because we don't want to tip the scales uh, in our poll, we would love to know what kind of bender you would be. We're going back. We're not just going human. I guess Oppa's a bender. But um, what kind of bender would you be in life if you could uh, bend? I'm going to go with airbending. I like. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That makes sense. I think that'd be the most practical. It it seems like fun to me to, to, to. Transport around on a on a ball of air, like like yes. uh, Ang does, and um, that sounds like fun and also very useful. I think I admire the earth bending though the most, um, yeah. in terms of in battle. Uh, yeah. There's just no battle in my very life, strong. At least it's very so far. strong. But yeah. I just I so love what Toph did and the 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 innovative the endlessly innovative. Um, battle scenes that Mike and Brian would come up with uh, were particularly impressive to me with the earthbending. Yeah, they're yes, amazing. That's a great point. That's an absolutely great point. But I can um, see you as an airbender for sure. And plus, all the sounds you do is a manipulation of air, so you are actually an airbender anyway. Anyhow. That's true. That's such a great wow. point. Bosco, you nailed it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Wow. Those firebenders aren't bad either, D. Oh, stop it. Don't he tries to get everybody They're to all join in. Really he cool. wants people to convert over to firebending. But unfortunately you shot yourself in the foot, Bosco, because you realizing that D is an airbender in real life is genius. D, we know what our audience poll uh, results were for the um, the animal impressions that we did. What do you think we did best at? I'm I'm gonna go with with Squink. I think Squink uh, was was the most dead on of all of them. They were all very good. And its Squink was great. I gotta admit, your Squink was great. Oh, you were you committing. were fantastic. I had a hard time committing. I'm not gonna lie, I had a hard time committing, D. I'm, you're sitting next to the master, and I had so a hard time. You felt threatened because you were commitment phobic, so it worked. Tell my therapist about my commitment pho- phobias. Tell my girlfriend about that. <laughs> it worked great. This has been so much fun. D, thank you so much. want to give a quick shout out to your daughter, Cora, who did the voice of little Cora when she says, I'm the avatar and you got to deal with it. That's right. That Amazing. was daughter your Cora. daughter, Cora. She's, What's happening? Was Cora named after school. Cora? I mean, was what? our Cora named after your Cora? No, that that's that's it's actually a total coincidence. What a, it's 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 a really odd coincidence, but it was a total coincidence that they had the audition for young Cora. My daughter's a Cora with a C, yeah. um, but the the show C-O-R-A. was already up and running. They was already written and was being made, um, and they sent over the audition. And um, I said, yeah, I think let's let's. I I directed her in the audition, and she 
she nailed it beautifully. She was up against a lot, a lot of very good voice actors, uh, uh, a number of women, you know, because often women voice children. Sure. And uh, right. they went with the child. She did the the opening Cora episode, and then there was one more later yes. on. I was where there Cora for the goes other back one. to visit her younger self. Yes, um, that was really. I mean, was, there's a lot of really great acting in there, and she's a, she's a great actor. She's she a great was performer. so great. I remember saying at the time, she is more professional and talented than I am now. Like she just, <laughs> she, her, and I mean, no surprise because look at who her dad is. But um, yeah, her intuitive skills were just off the chart. It was so amazing. So yeah, I wanted to make sure everyone knew that. We all start out as as good actors, right? Where we we have mm. our subtext very clearly in in hand, and we just very honestly and authentically go for what we want. That's what an actor is. Also, a child has no problem with pretending and, and committing to pretend, and that is also acting. So um, there's, there are many kids, uh, most, all, most kids can do that. They do do that. I mean, we spontaneously act. We spontaneously, you know, make up stories and pretend worlds that we insert ourselves into and play out. This is what humans do. So I think, I mean, one of the best improvisers I ever saw on a stage was a kid that was, you know, throwing out crazy ideas from the audience. And he Fearless. must have been like 10 or something. And so they said, okay, well, let's bring him up on the stage. And it's like, he's committing to these stories as well as any of these seasoned improvisers. Right. And he's just as right. funny. And it's like, yep, that's that's because <laughs> we're an improvisational, um, performing, story-creating creature. That's that's what we are. Oh. That's so true. Wait, yeah, way to accidentally reveal the themselves, the adult improvisers, as kids, because that's what we always say. We're like, well, we're basically, right. we get to stay kids. That's our job. So why don't we get um, a handful of questions from our viewers, and uh, we will get them fed into our chat. But by the way, the audience agrees with you, D, that the squink won. Squink oh, won, you guys. All right. It's an objective decision then. So we got a question. I don't know who it's from, but it says, uh, what's your favorite animal? Nose? Probably noise. Is it noise but, or nose? Oh, but maybe, listen, I would love to hear if it's n nose also. Cause My favorite animal nose noses. is an elephant. I mean, I like, I like elephant oh, noses yeah. a lot. Those are pretty cool. Wish I Have had you that. voiced an elephant? Have you voiced an elephant? Yeah, I've done some elephants. They're hard to okay. do because it's, I mean, you get, oh, let me show you something. <gasps> okay. Oh, this is very exciting. So I recently did... This is the first time I've I've done this, and I've never shown this to anybody. Um, I got I, I got a a, a drain spout uh, yes! for my for my um for my drain spout in my house, and I and I I have an extra one because I thought it might maybe I can do something with it, and yeah. I was asked to do the sound of a mammoth, and so I thought well Ooh. I could use you know like I, I I like to modify resonance, yeah like with that. I was like, yeah. well, how about this, baby? So I went. Oh, my goodness. That's fabulous. That is amazing. I love that it's the thing that it looks like the thing that it's sounding like. The trunk. And so, and it, and it worked. The, the, the showrunner liked that idea, so we did... We did the mammoth is that. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll use a device amazing. like that. You know, if it works, I, I'll try it. Oh, it works like wow. a charm. A There's all kinds of things uh, just no. lying around the house. Just yeah. The audience stuff. wants to know, D, what do you do if you have a cold or stuffy nose? That usually helps it. That, that, that gives me more <laughs> resonance. It gives really? me a, a thicker sound. It, um, more mucus. Yeah. Mucus is great. So it's the opposite. It's basically the opposite of everything when you're doing a human voice that yeah. a voice actor wants to avoid. It's yeah. like, bring it on. <clears throat> I want that edge oh, wow. and the, the, the depth and, the, and the, the deepness and the rasp. Those are all elements that I can use. I'm not, my job, my job is not to speak like an actor all day long. It's right? to go, <laughs> that's what I do. And so a cold only helps that. <laughs> I just want to say, while we were talking about this, I accidentally got mucus in my throat and I had to clear my throat, which I think means I am a real-life mucus bender. 
because yeah. I conjured mucus. So yeah. I'm a mucus bender. You're bending mucus. I found my calling. <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> uh, for the person who asked uh, be- advice for beginner voice actors, I'm going to say we're going to channel you back to that beautiful website, I want to be a voice actor.com. Truly, nice. check it out. It is awesome. It's so all there. You've got the whole encyclopedia free. waiting for you, and it's totally free. Totally free. What else you got, yeah, Bosco? More questions. Story Paint, at Story Paint, uh, user Story Paint asked D, do you go to the zoo for research uh, to mess with the animals? <laughs> Uh, I don't, those could be two different to, answers. Or to mess with the animals. Mess you, could with talk, animals. you could talk to them, you know? Well, I, 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 yeah, I've gone to zoos. I also watch nature documentaries. Leah Pep asked, what's your favorite memory or moment of working on the show or shows? Legend of Korra or Avatar? <sighs> uh, okay, that's hard to narrow down. Um, I, I, I really remember and treasure the devastating um, final scene that we recorded between the two brothers at the end of the first season of Legend of Korra. It was me and Steve Bloom as these uh, doomed brothers, and it was it was this scene that like I couldn't believe that they were allowing it, that they were going yeah. to do it and animate it, which, but they did. It's yeah. it's very tragic and very kind of disturbing. I've never seen yeah. anything like that. And you and Steve, I love you and Steve as brothers. That yeah. was so it's cool. A, yeah, it, so it really cool. meant a lot. Foreshadow report. Foreshadow. Foreshadow report. Um, I also really, I, I mean. The whole experience of working with Andrea Romano was such a an honor and a privilege and a delight. That's I, I really I really miss her presence as a voice director. Oh, this has been so wonderful, Dee. I hope you'll come back. I feel like there's so much we still want to discuss, and we have so many more episodes of the show to recap. And you're so amazing. I know how busy you are. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you, Dee. I miss you. It's great seeing you. I miss you guys very much. We I hope we get to work you, together Dee. soon. Yes. No, I hope so too. It's so fun. Just embarrassing ourselves, doing That's some right. some sounds. I, 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 it's all I fun. can't believe I can't believe we did that <laughs> but it's amazing and um, and I really yeah, agree. I, I was very gratified with the character uh, the secret tunnel character of Chong that they threw to me and sent Yay! me a little demo song and I listened pause to the demo song pause for applause secret tunnel secret tunnel secret tunnel that's right and they they didn't know what they wanted and I and I they sent me this demo to a song and I listened to it I thought that's a terrible song I I don't, I, I don't know what I can do with this. Isn't I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> and I went in, and so I went in and started kind of messing with it. And very quickly, it's like you know, oh, this kind of a hey, he's a, he's an offhanded kind of throw it off kind of a guy. Yeah, hi, and, and he throws in. I mean, he's just enjoying life, you know, and, and relaxed, and and you know, he he's he and his his, little, his trippy friends are tripping around. Yes. And then, and and, and then I, I hear the more produced song. And just kind of sang along with it in this offhanded, trippy person kind of a way, and it's it's just one of my favorite things that I that I think I did on in in all of the Avatar universe, in all of the Airbender universe, and um and the best part is that people love that song and love that character so much, even though it's not really his story. It's not about him. Yeah. He's just yeah. he's he's incidental to it, but it's like you know. The cabbage guy, you know, everyone just goes nuts yeah. for the cabbage guy. <laughs> My it's cabbage like, is. It's something about him that just hits a chord. So it's nice to hit something that, that comes out of left field, and and maybe you didn't even see it coming, which I certainly didn't. But once you find it, it's like this is this is cool. This actually works, and people it's... respond to it. And you know, sometimes it just stays a one-off like him. Sometimes they'll start. There's a few shows I've done where I found something. And they start working it into every episode because they just like that character so much. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's such a classic. We we might, you know, we might have to end the show with a with a with a with a performance of Secret Tunnel. <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, it's I've been asked to sing it myself, and I didn't yeah. sing it in the show. And people have like hit me on Cameo or at cons like, "Can you please so sing Secret Tunnel?" What is it? I'm like, like why? Two lovers. Two lovers. Uh, forbidden from one another, one another, another. mountain. A war divides their people. Divides their people. And, and, a mountain mountain and a mountain keeps them apart. Them right? Of apart. Built a path, a path to be together. And there's some other words I can't remember. And then it's secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Through the mountain. Secret, 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 sec
We finished strong. <laughs> Animals Do are a little dicey, but so secret tunnel much. we got. We got that down. Oh, secret thank tunnel you forever. So much. Before we go, D, is there anything we can help promote? Uh, I'll just mention there's a great new Star Trek series uh, that's coming out on, on Paramount Plus, actually, I think it is. That's beautiful, and it looks really great, and I play a blob in it. Star Trek Prodigy, it's called, I believe. Star Trek Prodigy. Check it out. Got to enjoy that glob that is Dee Bradley Baker and the amazing human being that is Dee Bradley Baker. And next week, guess what? We have hit our mid-season point. So to celebrate, we are going to be throwing our first superfan quiz show. That's right, with four superfans who actually are probably listening to this outro right now because that's how big of superfans they are. Hi, guys. You know who you are. Anyway, more to come next week. It's going to be super fun. Don't miss it. See everybody next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.